the Drew Grimaldi Podcast. Welcome to the Drew Grimaldi Podcast. Um, great to be here. It is January 6th. Happy January 6th, everybody. Happy insurrection anniversary. Um, a lot of crazy shit happened today that uh, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, you know, so um, I want to get started with um, a little bit of, of Joe Biden from January, from the January 6th, um, from him, from what he said today, and it's absolutely ridiculous, uh, but here is our, our leader, our fearless leader. Totally consequential, not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. Fully consequential. All right. So first I'm of all, jo- he can't even remember that it's January 6th. He says July 6th. Completely wrong month. Starts with a J. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, they, but, but the fact of the matter is, is he's sitting there giving these people all of these accolades, all these medals and shit for, for helping out with January 6th. I mean, this is like Biden's SS. I mean, that's basically what this is. He's giving his guys medals because they defended democracy. No, they they did not, actually. That's not actually what happened. Um, But, I mean, that's not going to stop, you know, it's not going to stop him from lying about it. Um, But continuing on, uh, this is what Democrats had to say today about January 6th. As a result of the events on January 6th, the lives of five heroic officers were lost. Another brave Capitol Police officer lost his life defending the Capitol on April 2nd, 2021. 140 officers were seriously injured that day. Many more will forever be scarred by the bloodthirsty violence of the insurrectionist mob. What the hell is he talking about? We stand about? here today with our democracy intact because of those officers. Now invite the families and loved ones of the officers who are no longer with us to read their names. Brian David Sicknick. Ding. Howard Charles Leaving good. Metropolitan Police Department officers Gunther Hashida, Kyle DeFreitag, and Jeffrey Smith. Officer Billy Evans. Ding. 
Please join me now in a 142nd moment of silence, an acknowledgement of the 140 officers who were seriously injured defending the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. What the fuck? So, uh, I mean, that's just one of those videos where, first of all, only one person died on January 6th. I'm not saying that it was a good day for anybody, but one person died on January 6th, and that was an unarmed Air Force veteran named Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was murdered that day. And if you really look at the situation of the whole thing, it was Nancy Pelosi's job to make sure that everything, all the security was in place. And it, it's really disgusting to me that you have, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's just disgusting to me that that's, that's card that the Democrats play. They play this thing where, you know, it's like, don't believe what, what you saw with your eyes. Don't believe what you heard. But just believe our narrative and just trust it. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're sitting there. Sicknick died of uh, Sicknick, the one that they rang the bell for, that they made it sound like he died in the in, in on January sixth. He died of a brain aneurysm like days later. Coincidentally, had nothing to do with January sixth. But that doesn't stop the Democrats from you know, truth does not stop the Democrats from a, from a news headline. So from a good news headline, I guess. Right. So. That's what uh, they're doing. It's January 6th. They're still pulling this bullshit. And here we are. We're still playing it for some reason. There needs to be a, a serious investigation into January 6th. And I truly mean that because, you know, I, the one that we got with the January 6th committee was bullshit. It was one-sided. They, 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 they were never going to listen to another narrative. And they were going to push out the narrative that they thought that they wanted. The fact of the matter is, is Adam Kinzinger actually just went to go work for CNN. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they just do this, right? And, uh, yeah, it, it, it blows my mind. But, uh, but, yeah, these people just keep fucking doing this shit. But January 6th aside, I wanted to get into the vaccine. Um, I wanted to touch on the vaccine because there's been a lot of things coming out about um, about the vaccine lately and, and doctors are, are finally starting to come forward because they're not afraid to, uh, you know, with like the medical tyranny that, that was going on for a while. If you don't know, um, originally what happened is if, and I, I got this information from my doctor, but if originally, if somebody had cancer, a heart problem, and then got COVID and died, they would say he died from cancer with a complication to COVID or the flu or whatever, right? Well, they redid that when when the, the vaccine came out or, or when COVID hit. So when the COVID hit, you know, the China virus, when the China virus hit, um, I mean, doctors lied about everything. They covered for China. And the fact of the matter is, is that people are, are dying from the vaccine. And COVID has, it has destroyed the medical industry, um, whatever was left of it. But um, there was a, just an article uh, right here from, from Brownston uh, University. Uh, a new major 
um, autopsy report has found that three people who died unexpectedly at home with no pre-existing disease shortly after COVID vaccination were likely killed to the vaccine. So here's the question. How many times do we have to be right before we're no longer called conspiracy theorists? <laughs> How many people have to die before we go, oh, you know what, maybe this shit isn't safe? I think that's a really good point that a lot of people need to take into consideration with this thing because the, the, the human immune system has been around for billions of years prior to any of this, uh, you know, medical, all of that. And the immune system has learned to fight off different diseases, different things. I trust that that's been around millions of years over some vaccine that does not work. It doesn't work. It does not work. So... Um, my next one here is with the gene splicing. They predicted in um, the X-Files in 2018 exactly what the COVID uh, vaccine does now. Um, and the whole thing is is that <laughs> is that essentially that they, they talk about gene splicing, stuff like that, and like how they can change your, your genes and, and you wouldn't even know it, and they trick you into it. Let's listen. Tad O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Just hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts as I understand them cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. And we gave them that ability. That's what it is. We gave them that ability by allowing them to push this vaccine. We allowed them the ability to go and change our DNA. Um, they actually, just like everything else with the Biden administration, they change that, the, the definition of something if it's not convenient. And that's just one that they changed as well, uh, the vaccine. So the vaccine, you know, is something that they actually contains a piece of normally in traditional science and in medicine. A vaccine would be something that, that, that had a piece of the virus in it to get your body used to it. The MNRA vaccine has no piece of the virus in it. It's the, it's the spike vaccine or the, or the spike protein. And it's killing people. People are dropping dead all over. And... This is just medical tyranny, you know? So finally, we have doctors coming out, being able to finally say what they want to say. I really do believe that the federal government is captured, and it's captured by corporate interests. The entire U.S. population, as well as the world, has to understand they can no longer take these COVID vaccines. These are, they are toxic and lethal to an end ineffective that they have completely failed. They can only be viewed as harmful and they need to be stopped. And does it damage the brain? You bet it does. Does it damage the heart? Yes. The liver? Yes. The bone marrow? Yes. It causes all sorts of harm in the human body. We should have stopped this before it ever started. It's a misinformation from the CDC, the FDA, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the American College of OBGYN, the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine. It's a misinformation from those organizations that is causing a lot of death and injury in my 
women of reproductive age, my pregnant women and my preborn babies. And it's got to stop, and it's got to stop now. And for the vaccines broadly, we have no idea what's going to happen long term now that they're in the body. Studies suggest that the vaccines and the spike protein that's produced from them never leaves the human body. The, the first and most important thing, don't take any more vaccines. Don't take any more boosters. Do not take any more of these dangerous experimental therapies. So right there, I mean, he says it. Do not take any more of these danger, dangerous experimental things, right? And that's what the vaccine is. As much as I love President Trump, he cut a hell of a lot of red tape to get that shit done. <laughs> and it's true. He cut a hell of a lot of red tape to get that shit done. And I think the fact of the matter is, is that if Donald Trump was president, chances are a lot of the, a lot of the Republicans would be the vaccinated ones. And, you know, the Democrats and the media would be saying, oh, the, you know, Trump's vaccine is killing people. And I truly believe that. But we don't live in that world. <laughs> we live in some alternate universe <laughs> where where the Democrats control things uh, somehow. But um, I digress. But, you know, the doctors are saying it. I mean, the doctors are, are putting it out there saying that that these things are dangerous. Um, you know, I had, I had a family member, um, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but she, you know, a very, um, active person and, uh, you know, r you know, runs marathons and whatnot. And, and she actually, after getting the vaccine, um, she was running one day and she felt some, some, some pressure in her chest and she was having problems breathing. So she went to the ER, the ER wouldn't say that it was the vaccine. She went to her private doctor and the, and the private doctor said, you know, do not get the, the booster. I, I don't think it's right for you. But that's just one one person, and then the the effort to actually like defend this fucking thing. I mean, I I've never seen any. I, I mean, the Democrats, for as long as I can remember, have always been anti-establishment, anti-drug companies, and they are not that anymore. The Republicans are the ones that are the anti-establishment, anti-drug companies, anti-everything. We we want. I think the biggest difference between between you know conservatives um, and liberals, well, I won't get into that. We'll save that for another episode. But I, you just got to have the freedom to choose. And the fact of the matter is, was how with how dangerous this was. And this is what I think. This is total speculation, but I, I bet there, there's some truth to it. I think that. Because when Donald Trump said, with Operation Warp Speed, we're going to get all these vaccines out. We're going to get all these vaccines out. And the fact is, is that these people were going, all the major news things were going, oh, they're, he's, he's, he's nuts. He's never going to be able to get that done. And because they were saying, oh, he's never going to be able to get that done, he did get that done. But he got that done right after the election, like a day after the election. And here's what I think. I think Joe Biden promised them not to release the vaccine till a day after the election because he would promise them mandates because he already knew that the steel was in. Color me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm probably right. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on, baby, continuing on. So this is uh, the New Zealand prime minister um, on vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. This is an interesting one. Um, check this out. Basically, said this is going to be like well, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see it like this. The two different classes of people: if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights 
if you are vaccinated. That is what it is. So, yep. Yep. Can you describe as you were previously hoping not to be able to, not to have to do that, I guess, when we still mm. look like we could maintain elimination across the whole country? I guess that has now changed because... I think it was less, less because necessarily of the elimination determining that and more because we, of course... Uh, maintained and actually we have managed very high vaccination rates generally without the use of certificates. But actually what it's become clear to me is that they're not just a tool to drive up vaccines, they're a tool for confidence. People who have been vaccinated will want to know that they're around other vaccinated people. Uh, They'll want to know that they're in a safe environment. It is a way that we can give confidence to those who are going back into hospitality or events. Uh, And so... That is something that I think we should offer to people who have been vaccinated, that confidence that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe and that they can come back out and start enjoying those things safely. Oh, so we could get back out and start enjoying things safely. They're still fucking pushing the vaccine. (laughs) It's 2023 and they're still fucking pushing this thing. I just don't get it. I really, I, I, I don't get it. You know, I mean... All these, and, and, and these are world leaders, you know, just still pushing it. And it's like, it's got a 99.9% survival rate on the actual disease itself. The, the, the cure can't be worse than the disease. And that's the point. And, and these people, they just don't get it because they're all part of, of, of the, of, of this globalist society where they're going to keep pushing this bullshit on us and you better like it because if you don't you'll disappear that's what they do these people are nuts and uh you know you criticize a world leader in some countries and 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 you're taken out and you know the united states is (laughs) getting pretty close to that with how many jan sixers are still in uh political captivity as political prisoners, these people that didn't do anything, that walked on, on that walked, that walked into the Capitol with everybody else, with their selfie sticks, taking pictures, and that's all they did. And and they and they're only being charged with trespassing, but yet they're like a lot. Some of them are in prison. I heard one of them. You know, they don't have clean water. You know, some of them are are being starved. They're kept in isolation by the you know solitary confinement for months on end just for entering the capital and if you really think about what it was like you know the summer of 2020 um and 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 what they did i mean there was rioting there was looting um so it really sickens me that they actually fucking go that route but it's that was all part of a plan that was all part of a plan to take the tide and push everybody a certain way covid was was meant yeah, I mean, like I mean, like I said, it was a ninety-nine point nine percent survival rate. I, I don't think that uh, that we should have closed down anything at all. But do you guys remember in the beginning when they were saying like, "There's bodies in the streets in Italy"? Remember that they were saying there's bodies in the streets. They that they don't even that they can't even you know, find people to come pick up the bodies and stuff because they're so overwhelmed. So people are just leaving the bodies, you know, in Italy. Not true. Not true at all. Hospitals being overwhelmed. New York, maybe. Rest of the country? Nope. That's when all the doctors and teachers or the and, and the nurses uh, started to uh, you know make those TikTok videos of them dancing and the elaborate thing. Those things took some time to plan out. I want you to know that. 
but that's the point and let's move on to the next video so my next one here is <laughs> the speaker race I wanted to touch on the speaker race I am personally on the anybody but uh, McCarthy train I want anybody but McCarthy. The guy's a deep stater. Anybody that can raise money like that shouldn't be in power. I mean, that, I mean that's how they get to power, right? But the but the fact that he does all of this, that's one of the reasons that we don't want him. Um, and so I bring this next one up here. They're talking about how the Democrat or how the Republicans are such a mess. But the fact of the matter is that the Democrats have quite a bit of problems right now, too. And the infighting and all that stuff. I want you guys to hear this one. This is this is Nasty Nancy uh, with Wolf Blitzer. Check this out. Madam Speaker, these are, these are incredibly difficult times right now. Uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us. No, we'll leave us. it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf. And I hate to say that to all you. Right. But I feel confident about it. And I feel confident about my colleagues. And I feel confidence in my chairs. It's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent. And we represent them. And we represent them. And we represent them. These long food lines that we're seeing. I know you are. We know them. I'm just saying. We represent them and we know them. As we say. We know them. We represent them. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say here in Washington. It is nowhere near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right, let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you, you so much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. We'll, we'll, Madam Speaker. Okay, for the record, she, she doesn't fucking feed them. She does not. That's bullshit. Uh, she obviously got very mad at this thing because she thinks she's some fucking holy, saintly-like woman. It was this woman's job to fucking make sure that everything was secure. She's in charge of security. As Speaker of the House, you're in charge of security. So it was her failure on January 6th to make sure that the security was there. She even got emails saying not to do that. Anyways, or, or to make sure that there was enough um, you know, officers and police to make sure that they could contain uh, the mob or the, you know, what was going on. But the fact of the matter is, is that they've never been after the truth because the truth would be damning to them. So they have made it about an insurrection, the insurrection that never happened, the one that nobody showed up with any guns to. It's a hell of a way to spark an insurrection to show up with without any guns. But that doesn't stop the Democrats from a good story. Facts do not stop Democrats from a good headline. And so there's that going on. So nasty Nancy, you know, old speaker of the house. My point here is that things ain't that great going that great for the Democrats either. Um, she, she's just a, a nasty bitch. She is guilty of so many crimes. It's insane. And for her to sit there and act like, like she's some saintly woman, should piss off every American. She says that she's feeding the homeless. How about you know adopting some conservative economic policies that maybe could put these get these guys some jobs and allow them to build some wealth and get off the street? But no, that's not that's not the Democrats' thought process. That's not what they want. The Democrats would rather destroy everything 
rather than ever watch anything succeed. They like to watch things destroy because they've never actually built anything. Most of them have never run a business and some of them have never even had a job. Some of them still live in mom and dad's basement, but that's what these people are. Anyways, continuing on. So we have this infighting going on with the conservatives. And in the process of all of this going on, you know, people are, are being interviewed and, and Republicans are turning on Republicans. And, 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 and terminology matters because when you call somebody a terrorist, you are that that's a big word. Right. And that's why a lot of people when when originally when January 6th happened, a lot of people were like, what the fuck do they keep comparing this to 9-11 that for where thousands of people died? You know, one person died. And, you know, if you're Nancy Pelosi was on the other side. So what do you care? But that's their thought process. When in all reality, most people do want justice for Ashley Babbitt. So I continue on. One of the rhinos. One of the guys that's just absolutely awful. He's terrible. I can't fucking stand the guy anymore. Liked him in the beginning. Um, this is Patch McCain, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Um, just having a few words for his Republican colleagues that didn't want to vote for McCarthy. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. And that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. They lost those debates. That should have been the end of it, because that's how a team works, right? You hash this stuff out, you figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for, for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not vote for anyone else but McCarthy. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Well, obviously they won't, but it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. They have, they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican. Enemies. He called them enemies. He literally just called them enemies. Enemies. Because they didn't agree with a guy who, who, who is as deep state as they come. The guy wears a fucking uh, Ukraine little lapel pin. I don't want that guy. I don't want some guy from fucking California in charge. Everything custom out there. Let's take some guy from the Midwest. By, uh, Byron Donalds. I like him. You know, anybody but McCarthy. That's my take on it. But... You know, it's it's just been uh, a constant thing. Crenshaw is, is is something else. I mean, he he literally hates a lot of his own constituents. Uh, I I patch McCain also uh, sided against conservatives um, during the uh, January sixth. Um, very sad. And, you know, he also wouldn't side with conservatives um, to say that the 2020 election was stolen like we know it was. Um, that's not a big lie. When uh, when Joe Biden was talking about that today, uh, it really pissed me off. Um, it got my blood boiling because it took me back to that day. And you know what? I think uh, I think moving into 2024, we should just play for the next so many months just get some advertising keep keep raising money and just run it 
Because what that guy did in Afghanistan should be an impeachable thing. We need to put that in their face every single day. The American people need to be reminded about what this asshole did, Joe Biden and the Biden regime. And I truly believe that. They need to they need to be held accountable for what they did. Um, but continuing on, that's why I think there we need to push more on that. But continuing on about the speaker thing. With the speaker thing, uh, Matt Gates actually it's Matt Gates, it's the Freedom Caucus. And and since then today, uh, as of January sixth, um, the numbers that hasn't voted for him yet, they're gonna reconvene at ten o'clock tonight. Um, but this is Matt Gates on um, why I'm not voting for, for for McCarthy. Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? How do we ensure that if there is the passage of a farm bill, it includes things like work requirements, and all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the uniparty to run this town without a fight. There's very little difference between Nancy Pelosi and her California delegation mate that seeks the gavel. And we want to change because this town is broken. And this is a person who has acknowledged in Mr. McCarthy that the town is broken, and he has been a part of that process for many years as a member of the leadership. We'll take some questions. So one thing about McCarthy is he's kind of a chameleon. I mean, he raises fucking mad money for the Republicans. But that's not always a good thing. That's part of the problem. That is part of the problem that we have going on. Um, so he actually... Uh, voted for Donald Trump the other day as well for speaker, which I think a lot of people could get behind. Um, you know, I think that's kind of what people wanted. You know, there's a, there's a group of people that are like, let's get Trump back in there um, and let's start fixing some shit. But I do think Trump needs to come back to Twitter because uh, he's not getting as much limelight as he would, um, you know, since he's on you know, true social, he's not getting as much limelight attention. Things still come through because of who he is, but um, I think that, I mean, if he tweeted, his first tweet on Twitter would be huge. Everybody would be tweeting it. Everybody would be retweeting it. Everybody would love it. It would make the, it would make headlines. Um, but 
with Matt Gates, I, I, I truly honestly agree with him because um, Kevin McCarthy is part of the deep state. I mean, like I said, he, he wears that little uh, Ukraine lapel. And I, I had heard the other night that, uh, that McCarthy had texted somebody, he was such a sellout, that he texted somebody, I'm willing to fund your never-ending war. Tech, you know, text me back. Talking about Ukraine. That's disgusting to me. That is fucking disgusting to me. And you know what? I catch a lot of shit. A lot of people say, you know, oh, you're a Russian. Da, 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 da. No, I'm not Russian because I'm I'm anti-war. That's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. I just don't think that the United States should be involved. We shouldn't police the world. It's not our fucking job. Let's just focus on some great shit back here at home. Build. Let's focus on some home building. And definitely... Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin... Definitely some... Uh, Anyways, continuing on. All right, so this is more on Matt Gates on the chaos that was. One Terrible chaos. Keep in mind, Trace. I mean, there are days in the United States Congress where the only vote that happens is to rename one post office. So if we could do that for a day, if there are days where all we vote on are how we are going to take the next vote, then maybe taking two or three days or several weeks to select the person who is second in line to the presidency is worth our debate and deliberation. And after that, absolutely, we will come together. I have every confidence that we'll be able to come together and we'll actually be an effective fighting force if we're able to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and get somebody like a Jim Jordan, a Byron Donalds in that speaker's chair. I wouldn't exactly I would have loved like I would have loved to have seen a Jim Jordan actually want the job. He didn't want the job. But actually he would have been a great speaker. But he didn't want the job. There's a lot of pressure with it. A lot more responsibility, a lot more bullshit that a lot of people don't realize that goes into it. Um, and that's why McCarthy, you know, is such a snake. That that's why he's great at it. That's why he's number one up there, right? Because he plays the game, and you know we're Trump and, and and our people. We don't necessarily, you know, we don't play by the game. Uh, you know, we aim to win, and and we're disruptors. You know, we're 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 to disrupt the bullshit that's going on. If if wanting good schools for our kids, if you know, worrying about our family and and what our kids are learning at school is is, is makes us domestic terrorists, then so be it. I'll fucking fight that war. But Kevin McCarthy is part of that problem. And Lauren Boebert, um, she is also, she had a very interesting one with, she had a very interesting interview the other night with Sean Hannity. And I am totally anti-Sean Hannity now after that because um, he really came down hard on her. And, and, and I didn't like his attitude towards the whole thing. If you're really anti-establishment and you want change in Washington, then you definitely don't want McCarthy. You know, I mean, this dude's making every single deal. I think that we should know every single backroom deal that he's making right now just to get this fucking speakership. I mean, it's ridiculous what these people are doing. But uh, here is Lauren Boebert, and, and like I said, so she's been a, a pretty big advocate against um, against Kevin McCarthy. Let's see what she has to say. Getting the job done is what we were elected to do, and that starts with having a leader who supports Republican principles, builds consensus, and has a proven track record of success. Byron Donalds is that leader. Republicans, including 
many moderates have been impressed by Byron Donalds. They're impressed by his ability to work together. They respect his leadership. We see him as someone who can communicate what we are all wanting to do in this House to Americans. And he represents so much more than just his district in Florida. Many millions of Americans all over this nation praise the work and the leadership of Byron Donalds. So let's work together. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us, even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. And with that, I yield. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So, Lauren Boebert really, really said it well there, but, I mean, just that. I mean, you know, McCarthy's such a deep stater, and he's, he's, he's part of the problem, you know? I mean, he is in so many special interest pockets that it's insane. I mean, these people... All right. So, here is the last one. Here's Gates. Gates. Trump. Gates. Boom! Trump. He he voted for Donald Trump for speaker. How fucking awesome is that? <laughs> I love it. I love Matt Gates. You know he's uh, he's somebody that always fought for the president when uh, when when the you know the deep staters were against him. That's why we love them. The Freedom Caucus is is awesome. <laughs> they are just awesome. Continuing on, so Axios reported that uh, Debbie Stabenow is uh, retiring. She's a, a a Michigan senator, and uh, <laughs> she's retiring. Um, she, you know, so basically it opens up. Uh, you know, an election battleground. I don't really think Michigan's a, a battleground anymore. They always tend to go pretty much Democrat anyways, but otherwise they probably wouldn't care what she said. But uh, going on to my next clip here. So Debbie Stabenow, uh, she is, like I said, she's retiring, but uh, she she uh, made some comments uh, a few months back about how she drove her Tesla from uh, from from Michigan to, to Washington and she said it was just so good. Check this out. This is this is crazy right here. Uh, where my thing? Right here. Alright. Debbie Stabner. Yes, I'd have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. Well, she is officially retiring. 
and uh, she's probably going to be driving her <laughs> her Tesla from D.C. straight to Florida. She'll probably miss Michigan, but uh, congratulations on your retirement, and uh, we hope that that everything goes well and that you enjoy your time out. Happy retirement. We're glad to see it go. Thank you so much for your time. Get out there, talk shift to a liberal today, and uh, keep the faith. Keep the faith.